welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to The Wave. It's the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Season finale week. It sure is. Wow. Again. Come back on this very feed on Thursday and we will be talking about our 25th and final movie this season. Season 9 of the show what a ride this season's been and we'll complete the stream table so this is the last chance for something to knock blood and gold off the top it is of the chart what are we watching uh we're watching crawl space we are henry thomas yeah in this movie most known as elliot from et yeah i guess so and latterly a, a mike flanagan regular yeah i think he's had a season uh I've completely forgotten the word for career. He's had a career rejuvenation thanks to yeah. Flanagan, hasn't he? Uh, and, well, he's going to be an action... Well, he is an action star in this movie. He is, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Crawl Space. We which is a Thursday. Pretty, pretty brand new movie this year, I think. Last year. End last of last year, year I think okay. it came out. Yeah. But until then, we've got a wave to record. Uh, we have. How are you, Adam? I'm all right, thank you. Yourself? Good. I do want to get something out there straight away okay so there's no real talk this week there's and, not and but i just wanted to uh assure people because they might have seen the news right and and be wondering if we're going into a legal battle right because i don't, I don't know if you're aware i'm not i don't think but jonathan ross and sky have got a new podcast launching right a movie podcast it's called real talk have they stolen our idea so I'm sure <laughs> that you've already put our best lawyers on this case. I, I will now. That's disgusting. So, yeah, we, we have not got real talk, but it's not related to that. It isn't. It's just I completely forgot yeah. to send it out. So that's my, my bad. But um, don't worry. Who we're, wants to listen to a podcast hosted by Jonathan Ross? I know. Thank you. How blasé is it? That? Yeah, exactly. I'd well, like what to... does he know about movies? Exactly. Nothing. I'd like you to comment on my socks. Okay. Would you like to see my socks? Yeah, hang on. I'm going to go down. Oh, are you coming up? Coming up. Oh, lovely. Beetlejuice socks. How cool are they? Yeah, they're very good. I love them. Yeah. i got a collection. Really? I've got some Pennywise ones. Oh, I see. Um, Two sets of Pennywise ones, one of each Pennywise. I, I, yeah. And two Chucky ones. Very good. And some Beetlejuice ones. I, I was going to say two, just two socks isn't a collection. You no. have to wear two socks Pairs every day. socks. <laughs> when you say socks, that's implied that it's a pair. <laughs> But they were never pair my socks. So right. I now they're when they're not new anymore. They'll be oh, so you, I'll have a Pennywise so and the, a Beetlejuice or a Chucky. So this is this is potentially the one and only time they'll be together. That they'll be together. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's okay. That's, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I know. I never pair socks. I don't see the point. Well, yeah. You've got to be fair, I don't wear them very often. If I'm, if, I'm, to do in life. if I'm in the house on my own, I very rarely will have socks on. Yeah. I'm only wearing them now because I have visitors. Oh, yeah, you, you don't have to wear them on my No, but I feel like, a, like it feels weird to not. Similarly, I will... I've barefoot podcasted before. I will chuck my socks off in at home quite... If I don't with, have with, to wear socks, I won't be wearing socks. Some like might them. say reckless abandon. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Re- just chuck them anywhere. Yeah, they'll just... Somebody else will pick them up. They'll just fly in front of... Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I don't pick them up, but... But again, you worry about that later. Yeah, Maybe when you go up to bed or something. It's the first, usually the first thing I do when I go in for a week is take my socks off. Yeah. Don't, I'm not a sock guy. No. I mean, society just makes us wear socks, I yeah, guess. Plus, your shoes would be 
more uncomfortable because I'm, I'm not having, yeah, I'm not having wear... you be one of those guys who wears be. shoes with no socks. I wouldn't be. If I've got shoes on, I've got socks on. Yeah. But if I've not got shoes on, I've very rarely got socks on. Where do you stand on slippers? Because I, it's been very cold recently because we've, the weather has turned. Yep. It's frosty. Yep. But I would still like to go barefoot in my house. Same. That would be my preference. I usually do go barefoot in my house. I have, I have got a bit of a confession to make. Okay. I did recently purchase some Crocs. Oh, that's (laughs) right. They're not real Crocs. They're fake Crocs. Um, but I've mainly brought them for when I'm in VR. Okay. Because standing up in VR with no shoes or socks on yeah. hurts your feet after about 10 minutes. Yeah. And these are like super I comfy. I love the fact you've got gaming Crocs. VR shoes. So I, I'm going to level with you. I also own a pair <laughs> of fake Crocs, which I chiefly use to gad about in the garden. In. I brought them for playing VR in, okay. but I had, must admit I have worn them around the house quite a lot because <laughs> they are very comfortable. So I wasn't going to tell anybody this. This was going to be my little VR secret. Oh, wow. But now I've just announced it to the world. That's fine. I'm I'm here to support, Come at me, bro. support you. I would never, no, be, I can't, I can't <laughs> I would never be seen in public in them. I literally took them off when you got here tonight. Yeah. And then answered the door. Is this public? Yes, because it's somebody else. I would never <laughs> let somebody else see me wearing okay. them. Well, I want you to know that I would not judge you if well, you have thank your crocs you, on when also I you will never see me come around. around. In the future. <laughs> okay. I feel like I might get some shit for that. I feel like we might both get some shit for that. But oh, I don't care. You know, I don't care either. Come at us. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's start this episode, shall we? Sure. Let's, name chip chip let, out of the let's way. do that if we haven't already. So, we'll start with the question of the week. Okie dokie. And we're, we're going back to basics. Okay. And funnily enough... It's interesting that we've talked about socks because we haven't planned this. No, we haven't. I don't even know what this question is. <laughs> no. And I didn't tell you I was going to mention my socks. No, you didn't. You didn't. I was but... hoping you didn't notice them before we started recording them. <laughs> no, I mean, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't look down. <laughs> so my, my, my question to you this week is simply, would you rather wear wet socks or wet underpants Ooh. every day? Ooh, that's a good question. Every day? Yeah. I've got to wear one of yeah. them every day. Yeah. Oh You've got to nail your, your wetness to the mast. So I'm going to work in them. Yes. I'm going out and about. So you can, you can still take them off at home, but, but as you would normally wear pants or socks, you got to wear... They've got to, they've got to start off sodden. So soaking wet. Yes. Might be quite nice in the summer. Yeah, it might. Are they going to dry during the day? They might a little bit. But not going to so be you don't, no, you don't have to re-wet them. I feel like... Damp would be much worse than soaking. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not very nice when you you, you know you sit you have to, you're sitting in a wet swimming costume. Isn't no. It? Or yeah, or when you or... yeah, it's not. Oh, socks this is pants, a tough question. I think if I'm pushed, I would I would choose socks mm-hmm. because I feel like wet underpants would be very uncomfortable, and people would notice that more. <laughs> Is that weird? You would, would, you would you would get a wet area. Area, yeah. The people it would soak through any outer garments, yes, and onto chairs and things. Yeah. Whereas socks, you can kind of nobody would know if you were wearing wet socks. People wouldn't know as much, but you would. I be would uncomfortable. Feel, I'd be very uncomfortable. You might get ten, trench foot. Either way, uh, I'm going to be uncomfortable in this situation. Yes. yes. So it's it's the people not knowing that the makes me more comfortable. The, yeah, 
sores and I feel like that's oh, better on the chafing now. I don't know if exactly. I want the I chafing feel like having blisters legs. and sores on your feet is better than having them on your groin. Plus, if when you're sitting, yeah, you could. I suppose in a lot of situations, you may be able to elevate your feet. Oh, feet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. True. I don't know how that'd help. They'd still be wet, <laughs> but it's got to be feet. Has it got to be feet? I think it's got to be socks. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit in wet pants. <laughs> I mean, some people don't wear pants as much. So they, that true. might be the best choice for them. True. I, I mean, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever left the house without pants on. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> don't think I've ever done. Uh, obviously, if you've got like, when you're on holiday, you've got swimming shorts and things on. Yeah. Yes. But in normal everyday life, Commando's not a, not a life for me, I don't think. Okay. I think I have. I think I have. Yeah. Like, I can remember a couple of times where, like, oh, this is a really boring story, but like, <laughs> leaping out of bed. Yeah. With like some pajama shorts on because yeah. the I don't know the postman's there or the got take the forgot to take the bin out. That and yeah, then, if you've and got then like... I've, I've I've come back in upstairs, thrown some trousers on. Oh, okay, and then gone later on. Oh, not put <laughs> pants on. <laughs> I've still got them shorts on. Have you ever gone to work without pants on? <laughs> not out of the house. I will say <laughs> I have worked at home without pants on. That's fine. Socks. Yeah. I'm having wet socks. Yeah, I think, I think I'm taking socks as well. It's got to be socks. Yeah. The chafing would be unbearable. Yeah. By the end of the day. Because again, in the summer, I'm thinking I get a free hit to an extent in the summer because I'll, I'll go flip-flops. Yeah, you're not going to wear socks as often. No. Yeah, socks. Socks. It's the correct answer. Wet socks, please. <laughs> oh. It's not a nice answer, but it's still the best answer. Well, that's 10 minutes of sock chat. <laughs> So, <laughs> welcome to season finale week, everybody. <laughs> Shall we do some Netflix news, Nick? Yeah, let's let's, let's, get, let's get, give that. the people what they came here for, and let's let's give ourselves a little pat on the back for uh, something we were pretty reliably confident was coming yep. to Netflix, and it has been confirmed this week that Netflix games will launch on the 14th of December uh, the definitive edition of Grand Theft Auto. You'll be be able to download those free of charge uh, if you're a Netflix member using the Netflix games okay. interface. What is uh, the definitive edition of Grand Theft Auto? It includes Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. They have all been updated for mobile play. That's quite interesting, isn't it? That's If anything's going to make Netflix games take off, it's that. Yeah. Is it not? Uh, I mean, I think San Andreas is like widely regarded as the best Grand Grand Theft Auto game as far as I know. Now, obviously, these have been modified for... Uh, for mobile but it's worth yeah. noting that in november 2021 essentially this packet this game yeah was released for pc playstation 4 and 5 xbox one and series x and nintendo switch at a retail price of 59.99 dollars wow. okay uh yeah i mean it's quite the month for grand theft auto because rockstar did say at some point in december we will be seeing a trailer for grand theft auto 6 don't be surprised if that happens on the same day December the 14th. It, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, it? yeah. Yeah. 
reading between the lines there. Or at least like the day after or something. There are now more than 80 mobile games available Okay, wow. via Netflix. Two years in to Netflix games. Uh, Co-CEO Greg Peters last month said, We have still ambitious plans with our games. We really want to grow our engagement by many multiples of where it is today over the next few years. Hmm. And Why haven't Netflix released a device? Well, we've they're still in beta testing, aren't they, of using your yes. mobile to play I'm thinking as a controller. I've got an idea now in my head of something that looks like a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. But is purely for Netflix to consume films and games on. Sure. It's like a handheld device. Yeah. Why does that not exist? Uh I don't know. <laughs> Just feels like the next natural progression. I guess an iPad with a controller is the same thing, but it just feels like Netflix could could make some money off a device if they you, wanted to. Oh, well, if, you may also be interested in knowing that no release date yet, but also in the works from Netflix games is a multiplayer action game based on Rebel Moon, <laughs> which obviously arrives now uh, later this month. Yeah, it does. Cool, but yeah, that's that's pretty. That's, I mean, along so those that Grand Theft Auto set yeah. along with Football Manager Mobile. No, I was just going to say Football this Manager month. as well. I saw that was on there the other day. Yeah, on Netflix games, they're they two pretty Netflix, big moves, aren't if they? They want Netflix games to succeed. Then getting the big IPs is the way to go. I think because people are going to download that and get other stuff while they're there. They sure will. I feel like it needs some advertising behind it. I agree. Push the fact that they're there now. Yeah. Because I've never seen Netflix games advertised anywhere. No. Other than on the app, on the app itself. Funny enough, when I opened the app on my phone the other day, the games page opened before the movies page. Oh, that's did. interesting. Yeah, which has Maybe never happened. They've done before. an update. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I might try them out. I remember. I really enjoyed San Andreas when I. I might as well. Came out. Otherwise, it's been a reasonably quiet week for Netflix news. Okay. There is plenty of news, but not so much of it focusing on Netflix. And just to illustrate that, I guess, is the fact that this week Netflix have uh, released a press a press release <laughs> saying that uh, season two of The Sandman has started filming again. Okay. Because it stopped because of the strikes, I guess. Correct. And now they've started again. Uh, it began filming in back in June and is now back in front of the cameras after a five-month interruption. Uh, to commemorate this... <laughs> I don't think commemorate doesn't feel like the wrong No, I don't think it is. Uh, Netflix has released the first behind-the-scenes image from season two showing uh, Dream looking down on Desire. Uh, it's Ooh. also the 35th anniversary of Sandman since its publication. Oh, really? So what, the comics? Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, November 1988. Wow. Remember it well. <laughs> what a year. I never watched it. <laughs> I watched the first two episodes and couldn't get into it, but I understand why people enjoy it. I I, 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 I kind of think I, I would. I just, I, it's just never got to the top of my... Put it to the top, my list. But I don't feel... <laughs> 
I don't feel if it's compelling you to watch it. Compelled to do that. Mm, I get you. Um, yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. From what I saw, I feel it, like I, I probably it's would. A type of thing. Yeah. It's just, it's just not happening. Maybe yet. when season two comes out, you just binge them both. Maybe. Do it Maybe. that way. Next. I mean, we're all about the video game tie-ins this week in the news, though, because we have seen the first look at a set of images from Amazon Prime's upcoming adaptation of Fallout. Okay. Yeah. Very popular games, Fallout. It is. And this series will debut on Prime Video on April the 12th, 2024. It's not that long away. Uh, we have some official character descriptions of some of the key players. Okay, hit me. Uh, Ella Purnell plays Lucy, an optimistic vault dweller with an all-American can-do spirit. Okay. Her peaceful and idealistic nature is tested when people harm her loved ones. Nice. Uh, Aaron Moten plays Maximus, a young soldier hiding his tragic past as he serves in the militaristic faction of the Brotherhood of Steel. He believes in the nobility of the Brotherhood's mission to bring law and order to the wasteland. Mm. Walton Goggins plays the ghoul. Walton Goggins is in it? Yeah. Amazing. The ghoul ghoul survives the wasteland as a bounty hunter. He is pragmatic, ruthless, and hides a mysterious past. There are a few images of it. He's got no nose. Got no nose? Yeah, he's like an irradiated... um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a skeleton with skin on. Yeah. It's a bit Skeletor from Masters of the Universe, yes. but, but pinker with a suntan. <laughs> uh, and Kyle MacLachlan. Oh, he's in it as well. He plays Overseer Hank. Hank is the Overseer of Vault 33 and Lucy's father. He is eager to change the world for the better. The uh, description of the series says, This takes place in a future post-apocalyptic Los Angeles. Citizens must live in underground bunkers to protect themselves from radiation, mutants and bandits after a nuclear annihilation. The story begins in Vault 33, one such bunker that is a prominent setting in the video games. It has also been confirmed that this is a canonical story, but not linked to any previous video games. So it's in the same universe. So what happens in games has happened in movie and TV show. The creative team behind this is the same team behind Westworld. This is their next big project. Wow. Uh, which includes Jonathan Nolan, brother of Christopher. Right. Uh, and he has directed the first three episodes of Fallout. But you're not telling me much that's not getting me intrigued on this. Okay. I must admit. I'm, uh, is that a game you've, you've played? or It's not, with? I've not. I think I have briefly played it, but I've never yeah. like got into it. But, you know, it's not something I've ever been heavily into. But it look, these pictures are cool. It looks nice. It's got a good write-up and it sounds a good cast. Nothing's making me think that sounds shit. No. So. Uh, well, it's not, not that long to wait. No, April, mid-April. Four months. Mm. Five. Yeah. Sweet. We'll keep our eye on that and let you know if it's uh, we get any more news on it. Uh, another project in development, well, in production at for Amazon it is a true crime documentary series from the makers of the Tinder Swindler. Oh, I did watch that. Uh, they have moved from Netflix to Amazon and they are working on Dead in the Water. Okay. Uh, which is another true story uh, with uh, about a British couple 
who okay. went on holiday to Central America in 1978. Right. Uh, unfortunately, they both faced a gruesome end at the hands of a vicious killer. Oh, wow. A killer who was never found. But now the documentary team behind Dead in the Water are revisiting the infamous cold case to see if they can catch the couple's murderer. Wow, that's The brilliant. press announcement said, This is the story of a gap year gone wrong and a tale of two families on either side of the Atlantic, united by grief and bound by a common purpose. The pursuit of a killer, even when it seemed untenable, and decades after the heinous crimes were committed. Nice. I imagine getting into the true crime documentaries. That's, yeah. more, that's more of a Netflix that's, thing. That's what we need more of. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, joking aside, it's a relatively cheap genre to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why and there's so many of them. If we've seen when they hit yeah. the zeitgeist, you've got headlines... And you've got yep. column inches for weeks. Tinder Swindler was that for definite. Of course it was. It was everywhere. Everybody watched that. So, yeah, I am not surprised that other streaming services are trying to get in that game. No, not me. Especially with the uh, lack of content, fictional content that's been able to yeah. be produced this year. Exactly. I feel like next year might be the year of true crime documentaries. Mm. I feel like we might get hundreds of them. Don't click on the next one. Okay. Because a little mini quiz for you. Nice. I just only got one question. Okay. <laughs> That is a mini quiz. <laughs> so, Screen Rant has done some numbers. Okay. And bearing in mind we've only got four weeks left in 2023. We have. Uh, we've, we've got a really interesting result in terms of... So, big budget movies that have actually made a profit this year. Okay. So, for the definition of big budget we're talking if a movie has cost 200 million dollars or more right to make there have been 14 movies released this year that have cost that much okay of those 14 how many cinematic the cinematic releases yeah do you think have made a profit not many um i'm surprised it's been 14 if i'm honest i don't think i could name them do you want me to name some of them yeah. Or do you want to try and answer it first? I'm going to say How less many? than half, maybe five. You're going with five? Yes. It's less than five. It's less than five. Yes. Three. It's less than three. Is it none? <laughs> it's more than one. More than none. <laughs> one. It is one. Oh, okay. Is this the question then? Which one? You can have that question. I will take that question. Can you name some of them for me? I will name some of them for you. Fast X. Okay, no. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, that did all right, I think. The Little Mermaid. No, that was a bomb. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, that did all right. The Marvels. No, that bombed. The Not Flash. Definitely. Bombed. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Bombed. It Ele- isn't a superhero movie. Elemental. It was shit. <laughs> Killers <laughs> of the Flower Moon. Bombed. Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. I didn't even know that. Was it's none film. of them. It's none of them. Okay. <laughs> There was never going to be a superhero movie. They're just not doing good money. It's none of them. I don't know the answer to your question. Nick. Uh, the Can't. only big budget movie that has made a profit this year yeah. is Guardians of the I Galaxy is a, Volume 3. It is a superhero movie. That yeah. surprises me, actually. 
that's made a profit so it's it was the f- but it was only the fourth highest grossing film of the year okay so none of those movies you just mentioned made their money back none of them made a profit not even indiana jones correct wow that's really surprising it hasn't been a good year for cinema so the the three movies that beat guardians of the galaxy yeah all cost under 150 million so still that doesn't surprise me either but large budget large budget but, but for but the not. purposes of this not big budget what are those three? Barbie. Yeah, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. And the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that the first? Is that Which one was number one in the end? Barbie? Barbie. Yeah. Barbie, Barbie then so Super Mario. Oh, okay. Then Oppenheimer. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So all four of them. They've all had my money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Oppenheimer's the only one I've not seen. You should say it. It's good. I, yeah, I'm sure will. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting though. That is really interesting. Yeah, one out of fourteen, that's not a good hit rate. No. Well, funnily enough, I went I went to the cinema last night, changing the subject briefly. That's fine. Um and the you know they always do the trailers beforehand? Yes. They were all movies I hadn't heard of. They all look like low budget movies, and three out of the four were Sky Movies originals. Right. So it feels like content for next year is not the the I think movies that I wouldn't normally get a cinema release. Are going to be getting cinema releases next year? Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, it, but do you I've think that's to that fill be... in a bit of a gap? Yeah, I think from, it must be. from the strikes. And... So if Sky are making movies, you wouldn't think they were making them with a cinema release in mind. But now that looks like that's happening for a few of them, at least. Okay. So I thought that was quite interesting. That is interesting. But like, like we said, we we know next year is going to be light on any sort of yeah. Especially big blockbusters. I think there's only one Marvel movie slated for next year. There is. Yeah, Deadpool, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but I, I thought that was some good stats there. Next year's going to be an interesting year in the cinema world. Yeah. Movie world. You might want to couple... Yeah. You, I don't know. I don't know how many times you'll be going to the cinema. <laughs> I've not been that many times this year. <laughs> okay. Another week, another Stephen King announcement <laughs> of uh, an adaptation of one of his bits of work i'm excited about this one and i am also excited about this one i mean i don't want to say this is a lazy directorial uh, (laughs) appointment but it feels like given that francis lawrence uh the director of the most recent and possibly earlier hunger games films i've never seen them uh has now become attached to an adaptation of Stephen King's The Long Walk. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it's not... Not a stretch. Not a stretch. I mean, I'd, for anyone who's not not sort of familiar, uh, the the story of The Long Walk is a about a 16-year-old who, against the wishes of his mother, competes in the annual grueling match of stamina and wits, known as The Long Walk. 100 yeah. boys must keep a steady pace a four miles per hour without ever stopping with the winner being awarded the prize. Yeah. Technically wasn't written by Stephen King. It was a Richard Bachman book. Yeah. Which is Stephen King's yeah. name, but uh, There is no finish line. It's like last boy standing, yeah, just, isn't you it? Just, yeah. I, I read it. This was very much in his sort of running man era, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It? Yeah, late 70s. Yeah. I read it earlier this year. I recently read The Long Walk. Was that the first time you read it? No, it was the second time I read it. Is it good? It. It's fantastic. It's a really good story. Yeah. How it adapts into a film, I don't know, because it is just 
boys walking and being pained by that. <laughs> no, I think you um, can. I you can do it. Too. You can definitely do it. You 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 can have to utilize flashbacks and asides and things, but the story of Ray Garrity doing that walk is fantastic, and the end of the book is great as well. There might be a slight wrinkle in the making of this though okay so i mean interestingly so i wasn't aware of this so previously attached to this in years past yeah uh, people such as george a romario okay uh, and frank darabont because he's attached to all stephen king King stuff but uh lawrence is also attached to a sequel to constantine okay i am legend 2 right uh the upcoming bioshock adaptation right uh, and a biopic of the rock, bla- rock band Sublime. He ain't doing all of them. No way. <laughs> yeah, there is a slight wrinkle there, maybe. So, what order all that happens, yeah. uh, we'll see. But we've seen, you've seen Stephen King films adapted very quickly. Sure. Very cheaply before. Yeah. That, that'll go to a streamer. Somebody will pick it up, Amazon or Netflix. Yeah. And it'll be filmed in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Job done. If that's not out by this time next year, I'll be surprised. Okay. And we've only just had an announcement on it. It's not a difficult film to make. You've just got to cast some boys to walk. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's that's a lot of stuff that guy's got on his plate. He might need to shed some of that. Fine. I mean... Am I wrong to say that the Bioshock adaptation lies, relies heavily on this Fallout one that's coming? The, Maybe. The same games developer at least i mean it feels yes but isn't bioshock with netflix yes and I think it is. fallouts with amazon yes but it just, it just I mean, feels, it feels like, like a competing if one, if one fails then is the other one uh, even gonna maybe. ever get made i don't know maybe uh okay next bit of news yes i mean alien what do you think of that franchise so never been a huge fan not gonna lie no well you're, you're gonna have more opportunity to become a fan so okay. because Concurrently, we've got a new Alien movie uh, being uh, back into back into full full steam ahead following actors and writers' strike, uh, which is going to be called Alien Romulus, right? Uh, which will apparently slot in between Alien and Aliens. Okay. In the timeline, uh, that one's going to be directed by Fede Alvarez, uh, but. Freddie Alvarez has done something on this show, hasn't he? That name's really familiar. Possibly. You don't ask me to go just <laughs> into my memory <laughs> banks like that. The name's just come really familiar to But me. also, Noah Hawley, who has spent most of his recent years uh, showrunning the Fargo TV program, okay, uh, is working on an Alien TV series. And he has signed up to that, uh, none other than Timothy Oliphant. Oh, okay. Uh, who will play a synthetic, i.e. robot. Nice. Uh, the uh, the role of Kirsch, a synth who acts as a mentor and trainer uh, for the lead character, Wendy. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, I like Timothy Oliphant. He's always good fun. He is always good, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Alien, the TV show... Started shooting in Thailand in July, four days after the actors' strike began. It filmed for around a month with actors who weren't covered 
by the SAG after agreements, okay. but then had to shut down. Yeah, because uh, they ran out of stuff that wasn't going to visit. It is scheduled to gear up again early in 2024. Okay. So that'll be out by the end of the year as well then. Yeah. So, yeah, 2024 could be a big year for Alien, the franchise, again. It could, indeed. No one will watch out of that. That's my prediction. <laughs> I've never been a big Aliens or Alien just, guy. I just it's... don't know if that audience is there. Yeah, I don't I think you're right. I don't think it is. Freddy Alvarez hasn't ever done anything on this show, but he did do Don't Breathe and Don't Breathe 2, which okay. I've watched recently, so that's, okay. that's where I've got the memory from. Makes sense. Yes. Okay, a bit of an update on the Marvel saga. Okay. In terms of the behind-the-scenes oh, yeah, turmoil. Some, some news on the turmoil a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? And a new writer has been appointed to Avengers the Kang Dynasty. Right. If that is what it will still be called. Who yeah, knows? It won't. Uh, and that is none other than Michael Waldron, who was already on board to write Avengers Secret Wars. Which is the next one after the Kang yes. Dynasty. Okay. He has just come off Loki season two. Oh wow, he's really got the keys to the kingdom then at the minute. Sure. Um and he also wrote Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Think safe hands then you would think. Yes. <laughs> uh I mean I'd love to know what what brief he's been given. <laughs> like I, I would just love to you know be a fly on the wall with that. Right. We need to write we've Write a movie with Kang in it, and then yeah. write something that's completely in a different direction <laughs> as well, depending yeah. on where we decide to go. Yeah, just in case. But yeah, I'm sure those chairs will continue to shuffle over the next few weeks and months. Yeah, I, I can see the Kang chair definitely shuffling. But we'll see. Who knows? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. And They the... don't always have the best morals, do they? Do they? <laughs> well, interestingly as well, the next piece of news is also concerning the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And okay. Wyatt Russell yep. uh, has been talking uh, about Thunderbolts, which, I, as far as I'm aware, is essentially Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so he he made his debut in the Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Last, last year, maybe the year maybe before. Maybe the year before. So he plays a US agent. He's basically a he's, he's cheap Captain America. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <a> terrible name. <laughs> and yeah, he he he's in Thunderbolts with uh, Florence Pugh. Okay. Who play uh, be re playing yeah, in, her role yeah, from Black Widow. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Stan coming back as Bucky Barnes, um, and they're they're like a squad led by. Um, Elaine Bates from Seinfeld, Julia <laughs> Louise Dreyfus, <laughs> uh, and it's ju- that one is due to hit uh, July twenty twenty five. But interestingly, is that Wyatt Russell was talking uh, on a panel, uh, an MTV panel, uh, in the last couple of weeks, and the headline from from his comments was, "It's time to make a good Marvel movie." <laughs> now that's not exactly that's on brand, is not it? Not really, no. But but. Fine. <laughs> Why not? Be honest. Uh, Russell said, it's not a straightforward Marvel movie like you've seen in the past, but it should be a lot of fun and something that hopefully Marvel fans will look at and go, oh, okay, this is different. Let's go hard. 
As far as how we're approaching it, it's time for us to go to work and it is time to make a good Marvel movie. I mean, yeah, it is time to make a good Marvel movie, but maybe don't just chuck everybody else under the bus <laughs> while you're promoting yours. <laughs> You've got a lot of shoes to fill there. Uh, the, yeah, the group includes Bucky Barnes, uh, played by Sebastian Stan, Ghost, played by Hannah John Kamen, US Agent, played by Russell, uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, played by Julia Louise Dreyfus, Yelena Belova, played by Flopo, The Red Guardian, played by David Harbour, and The Taskmaster, played by Olga... Greg Davis. Kurilenko. <laughs> that would be much Imagine better. Imagine if Greg Davis just showed up. <laughs> That's a crossover I'm here for. Yeah, good. I hope they do make a good Marvel movie at some point. Yeah, let us know. Um, but just briefly, before I click off this page, sure. there's a headline on the side that says, Tim Burton confirms Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice 2 has wrapped filming. Okay. Which might put into something we said last week about Jenna Ortega, who said that she'd quit the Scream franchise because she had prior commitments on filming Beetlejuice 2. Yeah, no time between Beetlejuice and Wednesday. That, yeah. was, that was the but official Beetlejuice 2 is finished and Scream 7 <laughs> hasn't started. So maybe she's not telling the truth. On Who knows? That one. Who knows? Maybe she just didn't fancy it. Maybe she was... Yeah, maybe she just <laughs> didn't fancy it. Maybe she has the same views as some of her former co-stars. You can't say that. Uh, final piece of news for the week is that Michael Keaton has stepped behind and in front of the camera. He's doing double duty uh, in a movie called Knox Goes Away. Okay. Uh, which it's premiered at the Toronto Film Festival last month and has now been picked up by Saban Films to distribute. Okay. Uh, what is it? I thought you would be quite interested in this one. Now, Knox Goes Away is a thriller, and the cast list is quite impressive. Okay. Obviously, Michael Keaton, Al Pacino, okay. James Marsden, wow. and Marsha Gay Harden. That is a cast. That is a, quite the cast. Michael Keaton stars as John Knox, a contract killer with rapid-onset dementia who is offered the chance to redeem himself by saving the life of the adult son, played by James Marsden, with whom he has been estranged. Wow, okay, that does sound interesting. As the usually cold and calculating killer steadily loses his memory, Knox finds himself in a race against time as a lost and confused father tries to help his son cover up a messy and violent crime. Mm, okay. Where does Al Pacino fit in this? Who knows? Probably just Al Pacino. Old best Anywhere friend. he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. That sounds really interesting. I love Michael Keaton. He's great. Yeah. Another career resurgence. Yeah, definitely. Last couple, last few years. Yeah. So. Excellent. We'll keep our eye on that one as well. Bro, that's all the news. That's all the news? Yeah. Excellent. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've watched a couple of things. Go so, for it. I have... I know I mentioned last week I watched the first couple of games of uh, first couple of episodes of Squid Game the Challenge. Uh yes. I finished I watched all the first release of those, so the first five episodes. Same. And I think I've watched two more of this week's. So I've only watched one to, of this week's, so I'm up to six. So yes, I think I've watched seven. seven. And do you know what? I still don't know if I like it, <laughs> but dang, I wanna watch it. I don't understand how it's good. 
Same. It is. It is good. And I don't really get why. Is it why. good? Yeah, I think it is. It's it's <laughs> it's addictive. I don't know. Is it good? I don't know if it's good. I think it's good. But I was really excited it to watch has it. It's no earlier. right to be good, but I think it's good. I think some of those episodes are good. <laughs> I don't well, want to go any more than good. I don't even want to say very no. good. I just want to say, I think it's a good show. But I think it's accidentally good if yes, it is good. I think you're right there. Because for me, the least interesting part have been the actual games. Yes. And the most interesting parts and the bits I've enjoyed the most are when the contestants are sitting around talking in the dorms. Yeah. Or you have them being interviewed, or the this kind of like mini games that they have the in mini the games dorms in the dorms are really which good. are essentially just picking teams of yeah you know don't, who do you not like who yeah, do you want to basically, kick out yeah some of those are brutal Absolutely I can't remember brutal. that happening in Squid Game. no I don't think it did I think they've just tried to make it a bit more but compelling. they're by far the tensest yeah eliminations in the show yeah, definitely none of the big budget throw them in a courtyard. I'd agree with that up until Marbles. I, I thought Marbles, Marbles was really was, good. There was a couple but of... The way they did Marbles and the way they set it up, I thought really worked because it was a shock. The setup was everyone. brilliant. Yeah, how and, they paired them off. Was and it brilliant. really destroyed the personalities of some people. Yeah, yeah. It flipped, people just lost it. People completely couple, lost their minds. A couple of people just... The masks just dropped. Yeah. And I thought that was real. The games obviously themselves. Are, yeah. Marbles is Marbles. But. Marbles... The game, the I think that it was the best episode of Squid Game because you know yes. obviously the actual the TV actual show. TV show yeah, because you had a variety of you, the, the concepts of the Marvels games. You get the Marvels, you you do whatever you, you want. choose what game you want to play. To one of you has to eliminate. But the problem with in, in this Squid Game the challenge was most people just went with oh we'll chuck it in a bucket yes or the targets yeah. Whereas in in the TV show you had lots of different variations, but it was. Every single one of Marbles was two people who liked each other going against each other. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty pretty much. And I, I thought that was really well yeah. done. I thought how they did that was really good. I think the best one they've done so far in the dorms is the Jack in the Box one they did. Oh, that was good. Because I thought that she was brutal, the woman at the end of that. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've, I've actually, and I don't want to say it, but I've really enjoyed it. I, I am enjoying when it. When I remembered... Yesterday, the, the new a new same. batch had come out. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually I did exactly like, excited thing. to watch I would have watched more, but I had to go to the cinema okay. last night. But yeah, I don't think it has any right to be, yeah. but I think it's quite good. So It's so, completely missed the point of Squid Game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. get me wrong. It's yeah. just, if you if you detach it from the actual TV show, it's just a quite good so think, reality TV show. I think I've watched one more episode than you. So what I will say is, having said that about the games, which, which I absolutely stand by, I think, so you'll have the bridge game coming up. Okay. And I think that is the best game that they have done of the actual games right. in this show. But again, that's more on how they set it up yeah. than the execution no, of the game. The actual so. execution of the game. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm yeah. I, I mean, would implore everybody just to try. If you've seen Squid Game, just try it out. Just see what you think. Just to... And if, if you've not seen Squid Game, you might get something out of it. I'd be interested. You might get more out of it if you've not seen. I'd Squid be interested Game. to see. Maybe, maybe it might be by the time we're recording this next week, if we start to get our first info on numbers and yeah, 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 uh, and stuff like that. There might so, be something out already. Um, have a brief look. Yeah, we. I mean, we'll know sort of top ten wise, but not. I, I'd like to see some actual numbers. Actual, on yeah. It, so. 
the game um, was on the globals. Yeah, you do. But yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll uh, we'll analyse that next week if any do come out. Well, the finale's next Tuesday, isn't it? I think so. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that that and then I've done it. Done what? I've watched Netflix's big Christmas movie. Have you really? Best Christmas ever, starring Jason Biggs and Heather Graham. Okay, tell me more. Don't waste your time. Really? I mean, it it, I knew it'd be bad. Yeah. <laughs> is it bad? Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> like, is it Christmas movie bad or is it just bad? I would say because I I quite like I like sitting and watching a bad Christmas movie. Yeah. For me, no, no. Okay. I I always think Jason Biggs is watchable. He's the best thing in this. Yeah. He always but is. It's when they end up flying above the town in a um eco powered hot air balloon. Oh, no, I'm, out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I just like. Delivering Christmas wishes oh, is too... Me. No, it's too... Too much. much. Can I ask you one question? Do you know my favourite kind of rubbish Christmas film is, just before you ask Go the on. question, is like, I would rather watch like the Hallmark ones. Yes. I know exactly. Like the, some of the ones we've done. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Than this sort of trying to recreate that Hallmark cheesiness. On, with but, a budget. Uh, uh, yeah, with a couple of recognisable people in a That's Netflix exactly budget. what Netflix are doing. Yeah. They're just trying to make these cheesy holiday Yeah, it doesn't, it's, you can't, yeah. Yeah. No. Your question. Did your wife like it? She liked it, she didn't love it. Okay. But that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's not going in the uh, every Christmas rotation? Oh, no, I don't think You're so. not going to watch it ever again? Pro- I, no, I'm not, no. <laughs> no. Cool. Anything else? I think that's it for me. I've done a few things this week. Okay. Um, I watched a movie on Saturday night called Tim. Okay. T-I-M. It's an AI movie. Right. Um, it's very much in the similar vein to Tau that we did on this show. Sure. It's even free, free acronym, a letter with three acronyms as type of a T. But, um, but this is a human robot manservant. Okay. I can't remember what it stands for. The M is manservant. So it's like technically, technical something manservant. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what it is. It's bugging me. But basically, this woman gets a job at a tech company and everybody who works there gets this to beta test this robot sure. before it goes out into live production. Uh, it's this couple. They've just moved to the area. They haven't got any other friends. And he becomes their manservant. And then he falls in love with her and kills her husband. <laughs> you don't need to watch it. <laughs> um. It's okay. Right. It's a bottom of the stream movie. We should have done it on the show. I don't. It just I couldn't find anything else to watch. I was like, I'll do that. Um, it wasn't on our long list, but it could easily have been. Okay. It's one of those movies we would have done on the show. It's fine. It is what it is. That's, that, that is not a glowing, <laughs> glowing reference. It is not a glowing reference. Um, I also watched a documentary on Plex TV. Of course, it which did. is an Amazon free streaming TV yeah. service called Robin's Wish. Okay, and it is a documentary exploring the death of Robin Williams. Oh. And the true story about what actually happened to him. Because a lot of people think he killed himself because he was depressed or an alcoholic. Yeah. And none of that is true. Um, he actually had a, a rare form of dementia. Really? I didn't know that, that. This rare form of dementia heightens the anxiety levels in your brain. Okay. To the point where 90% of people who have this form of dementia kill themselves. Wow. It's crazy. And he didn't know. He never got a diagnosis and they didn't find out until after he died. 
So he knew that something was wrong with him. Yeah. And he knew that he was getting more and more depressed and anxious, but it wasn't until afterwards when they figured out he'd got this form of dementia that he, yeah, he never, he never got his diagnosis. And it's the, the main story is told by his wife. So it follows her quite a lot. And it takes you to his house where he lived. It's, it's, it's devastatingly sad, but it's a really good documentary because it really, a lot of people have the wrong impression of how Robin Williams died. Yeah. And I think Crazy. those, those, uh, that needs to change. Yeah. So more people need to watch this documentary because it's it's really interesting. Wow, that yeah, I might go and find that. He thought he had he thought he had Parkinson's. He was he was diagnosed with Parkinson's just before he died. Yeah. But this it, it wasn't Parkinson's. It was all part of this dementia that gave him a hand tremor. He had right. a left hand tremor. Um, it caused hallucinations. It made him wow. think that people everybody hated him. It made he he was convinced he'd lost his talent, and which he had. And yeah, it's just it was so sad. Knowing that he never knew what it was that killed him. Yeah, yeah, and it, it didn't for his neighbours, and because he never lived on one of these gated actors communities, okay. he always lived in like a proper yeah community. And so it interviews those people who knew him and his wife's in it all the time. And it was really sad, but it was really interesting. So I would highly recommend it if you can find. That sounds it. great. It's called Robin's Wish. I've also I've done quite a lot this week. I've also started a TV show that's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I I this is quite. All over the algorithms yes, at the minute. It is. It's called the Murder at the End of the World. It's made by the same people who made the OA for Netflix. Okay, remember that it was cancelled yeah. and everybody went mental. It was yeah. one of the first shows that Nef- big shows that Netflix cancelled. So it's made by the same people as that. Um, it's good. It's got the lady who played Princess Diana in the last series of The Crown, Emma Corrin. She's the main character, mm-hmm. um, and it's about this. And Clive Owen's in it. Okay, and he plays like this reclusive billionaire who's Coventry's Clive Owen. Yeah who nobody's seen for years. And he invites these six or seven people who are like top of their field in their respective fields to this retreat in Iceland to try and save the world. Fine. So there's like, there's an astronaut. There's a top crime writer. Yeah. There's a doctor. There's all these different people who are, they're not necessarily like politicians or scientists, but he wants to get these good minds together in all these different fields to try and save the world. Sure. But on, the fir- there's like a guy who's, who's like a Banksy character. He's like famous for graffiti art. Yeah. On the first night of this retreat, one of them gets murdered. And it, there's only these people here. It's the first night this hotel's ever opened. There's nobody else there. And so it's the story of who killed this guy and Got why. And we're now, can we still save the world knowing that people are going around murdering us is the basis of the story. But it's, it's trippy, it's weird, it's freaky because it's made by the people who made the OA. It's coming out weekly. Okay. Um, on the, on Disney Plus, I think the fourth one came out yesterday. I've watched three so far, but I'm really into it. It's really good. Yeah, I, I'm. I fancy checking it out. It's um. You should. It's, yeah, I've seen seen some trailers and clips. I think there's seven altogether, so there's another three weeks before it's finished. But yeah. it might be a watch it over Christmas type of thing. Okay. Because it's set in Iceland, so it's snowing all the time. Nice. And then last night I went to the cinema, as I mentioned earlier today. Sure. <coughs> I watched the movie Thanksgiving. Oh, and what was that like? Which is Eli Roth's new movie. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like is a really odd question to answer when it comes to this movie. It has the most batshit crazy opening segment I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> okay. It then hits the title card and becomes a completely different movie. And after about 20 minutes, I kind of figured out what I was watching. Right. And after that point, I was all in. It's... It's stupid. It's so silly. 
I'm pretty sure you're supposed to laugh your ass off all the way through it because I did. Okay. Um, and it wasn't what I was expecting because you don't expect that from Eli Roth, do you? you sure. Were, he's yeah. like, he go, he's the guy made Hostel. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and it is uber violent, but it's comedy violent. Like, the, the I won't tell you everything that happens, but the first death is a woman who gets chopped in half by a skip. Uh-huh. She falls into a skip and the lid falls down and literally chops her yeah. in half. And blood's gushing and entrails everywhere. It's comedy horror. But it's not done like a comedy horror. I it's intentionally bad. Do you reckon? I think so. Because <laughs> he's like, gone like I full th- Gonzo. It feels like a parody yeah. of an Eli Roth movie, but made by Eli Roth. Oh. It's so weird. It's the silliest movie I think I've ever seen. I was literally pissing myself at some parts of it. It's very very funny, but there's no jokes in it. I'm just laughing at the movie. How interesting. Yeah, it feels like. If Eli Ruff made scary movie, yeah. this is the movie he's making. It feels like that. No, it's the story of the town where Thanksgiving became a holiday. Yes. Plymouth, it's called. There's a, a store that's doing a Black Friday sale. But the owner of the store is like individual. It's like a Walmart, but owned by one guy. Yeah. And he figures people queue up to get into his store at midnight on Black Friday because they can't open on Thanksgiving. So what he's going to do, oh, do, he's open at six o'clock on Thanksgiving. Okay. If, they're, if they're going to be there, they might as well be in his shop. Uh-huh. And it, there's just this mass riot where people are getting murdered. People are getting killed just in the crush of getting into this shop. And this, this, this it becomes this like viral thing that this shop had this Black Friday riot that killed all these people. And then it's set a year later and it's a mass killer, as, as in all movies, sure. trying to get revenge on the people responsible for this riot from the year before. And so, but this, it's all like modern day. There's Instagram. He goes on Instagram live to tell mm-hmm. them what he's doing and all that. It's silly. It's really silly. I'll, I'll tell you one thing after we finish the God is <laughs> I don't want to give it up, but I had so much fun with it. And there was only six people in the cinema with us and nobody else seemed to be laughing as much as I was. I mean, do you, it feels like a thing that's quite a hard sell anyway, outside of the States. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because you get Christmas movies, you get Halloween movies. Yeah. Thanksgiving movies are unusual. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care. I loved it. Right. <laughs> I thought Good. It's, but we all know my opinion on stupid movies. I love <laughs> stupid movies. And I don't know. I'd be interested to see somebody else's opinion on it who's seen okay. it. But I had a lot of fun with it. As soon as I figured out what it was, because the first 10 minutes, I'm like, this is really bad. The acting's terrible. The story's awful. And then I'm like, oh, hold on. I think I'm understanding what's <laughs> going on here now. That woman's just been cut in half by a skip. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to go with it. And as soon as I'm on board with it, I was all in. I thought it was really funny. I'd be interested to see anybody else's opinion on it. Mm, cool. Good times. Good. That's it, I think. I don't think I've watched anything else. That's, that's a good, that's good, a good going. Haul. That's a good haul for the week. Uh, we haven't got a real talk. Are we about done? What, have we got anything else to do? Uh, I've got a game. Wow. I've done this little game. It's season finale. Let's do a game. Let's do a game. We haven't done a game for ages. No, we haven't. We've not done one for quite a while. And because we are talking uh, about Crawl Space we are. on Thursday, I guess you could kind of say it's one of these like ordinary guy versus... Yeah. Bad guys. Yeah, bad guys. I have had a look then across the internet for... What I think we'll we'll term one man armies. Okay. And what I found 
was a a list done a little while ago by Empire Magazine. Yeah. Ranking what they see as the best sort of one man hero slash heroine okay. in movies. You know, a single protagonist up against waves of We've done a couple guys. on the show, haven't we? We yeah. have. What was that one? John Henry was that called? John Henry was one. Yeah. Yes. Uh Last Man Down. Yeah. The Scandinavian yeah, one yeah. from a couple of seasons ago. Sweet so, Girl to an extent? Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, Empire magazine, like I say, did did a did a list of these uh, a couple of years ago and okay. they did their top forty. Wow. Actually. Wow, there's a so lot of it things. really shows you the sort of the how widespread this trope is, I guess. Yeah. So I mean it's our old favourite, higher or lower. Okay. Uh, I haven't really got a name for it. I, I kind of wanted to call it How Many Men Can You Take? <laughs> but it didn't sound very well, catchy. I'm not answering that on a podcast. <laughs> but that, that's what I would have called it Let's if call it had that. a name. Um, so what I will give I will give you a... So I'm not getting the higher and lower on, the, where it is in the chart. Yeah, where it well, is. Well, I know in... these movies then. I think you'll know all of these. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, we're going to start slap bang in the middle. Okay. Number 20, yep. according to Empire's rating of one man army type characters cool uh, number 20 is eric draven from the crow okay so i will give you the next name and you tell me did it rank higher or lower in their list their top 40 list Got you. uh the next is ash from the evil dead series yeah that's got to be higher higher i would go with higher however according to empire magazine ash was number 37 oh okay Scraping wow. into the top top four. That's surprising. Yeah, I, I thought really surprising. Uh, next. Makes this next one a little bit easier, I hope. Is The Bride from Kill Bill. Oh, great films. I love the Kill Bill films. Uh, but higher. It's, gonna, it's not going to be lower than 100% higher. <laughs> Number 18. Wow. Uh, after The Bride is Casey Ryback, who was Steven Seagal's character in Under Siege. Okay. One and two. Casey Ryback, yeah. what a great name. Uh, where was that one? Last one, eighteen. Uh, yeah, the bride was eighteen. Lower. Yes, just twenty-one. I okay. didn't know that would throw you because Under Siege is pretty. Yeah, it is. Well, it's the son. It's, of, no it's on a scale it? of Steven Seagal, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, they're quite fondly thought of. So, all right, higher than higher or lower than twenty-one? Casey Ryback is El Mariachi, played by Antonio Banderas across the. Mexico films. Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. The man with the guitar. I want to put that somewhere around Kill Bill, but that's where I am anyway. Um, higher or lower than 21? Higher. It's lower. Ah, damn it. 28. Oh, okay. For El Mariachi. Uh, okay, so higher than lower. Brian Mills. From, <laughs> say Brian May then. From Taken. And oh, I don't even know how many Takens there are. There are many. Four? I think. Let's say that. Higher or lower than 28th in the list? Higher. He is higher. He's 13th. Wow. Higher so far. Yeah. Uh, Next is Nicholas Angel from Hot Fuzz. (laughs) This is Simon Pegg's character. That is not a one-man army movie. Is it? Is it? No. Lower. Is it? No. 
but he starts. I suppose he starts off meek and mild mannered, doesn't he? And he ends up riding into battle on a horse with a shotgun and yeah, but guns and that isn't in the same vein as all these other ones. Hot Fuzz is not in the same vein as Kill Bill. <laughs> Lower, higher. What number seven? No, that's bullshit. That is Empire sucking Simon Pegg's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, wow. Okay, well, we're apparently we're into the big hitters with Nicholas Angel. <laughs> so, uh, higher or lower than Nicholas Angel? You may have heard of this one. John McClane from oh. All the Diehards. All the Diehards. That's got to be higher. That, that's up there with me. Higher or lower than seven? Higher. He is lower. Oh. I would have thought that would be right up there. 32nd. <laughs> well, it was miles out. In the list. Okay. I, th- I thought that might just wind you up. Um, <laughs> okay, so higher or lower than John McClane? Neo from the Matrix movies. That'll be up there. Uh, right, it's definitely higher. Top 10. Correct, it is higher. And you are correct, it is top 10. Neo is sixth, according to Empire's list. Okay. One Man Armies. Which brings us to Jason Bourne. More. Higher or lower than number six? Are you going to play the odds or are you going to take a risk? I'm going to take a risk. I'm going higher. Should have played the odds. Nah, He's yeah. number 17. Okay. I'm not very good at this one. I mean, to be fair, it's quite an uneven <laughs> list. It is. It's all over the shop. In terms of where some of these have been ranked. Okay. Higher or lower than Jason Bourne? Is John Rambo. <laughs> Empire. To some, the definition of a one, one man, man army. And Empire would love those sort of movies as well. Higher. Correct. Top five. No, he's number nine. Oh, okay. Number nine for John Rambo. One more. Okay. Higher or lower than ninth is Ellen Ripley to bring us right back round. To aliens. Is that a one-man army? Yeah. I guess. Where was that one? Ninth? John Rambo was ninth. Lower. It's higher. She was fifth. Fifth. Okay. Would you like to know what the top ten is? Can I guess number one? You can guess, and I do not think you would get it. Okay, I won't guess then. I was okay, going to say John Wick. Uh... I think John Wick is in there, lower down, but he's certainly not in the top ten. Okay. I, I, just knowing Empire, I figured that's where they Yeah. Go on then, give uh, me the top ten. Top ten. Uh, at number ten is John Matrix. <laughs> John Major. <laughs> from, uh, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Okay. This is the John section, because number nine is John Rambo. Yeah. Uh, number eight is Judge Dredd. Right, yeah. Uh, number seven, the aforementioned Nicholas Angel. Number six, Neo. Number five is Alan Ripley. Number four is Marv, played by Mickey Rourke in Sin City and Sin City 2. Great films. Uh, Number three is Anton Chigurh, who is played by Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Okay. I didn't like that movie. Number two, which I think is way out of left field. Okay. Way out of left field. It is uh, two different characters, but in... An original movie and then a, a remake of that movie. Right. So it's essentially the same role, but they the character has two different names from the original to the remake. 
Okay. If I was to give you Buford Pusser <laughs> or Chris Vaughan, I, I don't think I would know what movies they are from. No, but the Vaughan identity? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So, no, that's that's the char- the characters from, respectively, Walking Tall in 1973 and Walking Tall in 2004, okay. played by um, Joe Don Baker in the original and Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the remake. Okay. I've never seen them. No. Uh, what and is out of left field? Number one, according to Empire's list, another Arnold Schwarzenegger character, uh, Conan. <laughs> Big term there. Conan? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'd have that at number one either. No, it's just a, a bit odd, I would say. But then I wouldn't have Hotford in that list at all. So. Yeah, who knows. Yeah. Okay. Good game. Okay. I was rubbish at it, but it was a good game. I think that's tough, though. Yeah, I think a there's a lot of randomness in silly, there. Silly list. Yeah. I love a silly list, though, don't we? Yeah. Right. We've way overrun on the wave, which is not a bad thing because it's the last one of the season. But there's not going away. The waves are not going away. No, the wave will be back next week. We might have a little break over Christmas. Yeah. The wave will be back next week. The movie show won't, but something will. Something will be there. So uh, come back here on Thursday for the season finale of Bottom of the Stream. Yeah, and I think maybe next week we'll just we'll run through what's happening over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that in next week's like wave because we've so. got we've got a plan. Yeah. So, but uh, for all that, be back here Thursday. It's the final movie of season nine of Bottom of the Stream. We are talking about cruel space we are indeed so we will see you back here on thursday cheers bye